you're listening to the Healthy Families World podcast, episode 187, Simplifying for Stronger Bonds, Strengthening Family Connections Through Minimalism. listening to the Healthy Families Rule podcast hosted by health coach Heather, master health coach and wellness educator specializing in family health. This show is about raising a strong, healthy, resilient family with confidence and courage in a confused world. So hang out with me each week to learn practical coaching tips, parenting advice, nutrition suggestions, and stress reducers to apply to your mental and physical well-being. Welcome back to the Healthy Families Rural Podcast, my friends. I am your host, health coach Heather, and I am here to give you some really wonderful tips on simplifying your life to create stronger family bonds. And for those of you who have been longtime listeners of the show, you might be realizing there's a pattern here. Heather is not posting her scheduled podcast at 6 a.m. on Saturday anymore. What's going on? Well, I'm tired. (laughs) I have very long weeks now and I know I'm in a temporary phase of my life where I'm working two jobs and just going everywhere. So it's hard for me to get this done on time like I really, really want to. So bear with me on the weekends as I might post on Sunday or it might be Saturday night or later on Saturdays, but I will always try to get a podcast episode out there for those of you who love to listen to this podcast. Okay, so that's what's going on right now. And life is just in a crazy, fun, busy place. And there's sacrifices to be made, but also a lot of joy and gratitude and blessings. So I'm embracing all of it. I'm willing to feel whatever I need to feel and just continue to grow in my coaching practice and continue to be good at all the other things that I do. And also try to get some sleep and rest and take care of my body. So that is where I am at, my friends. And I really wanted to talk to you guys today about just simplifying your family life, bringing some minimalism aspects to your family life to just create more joy, more bonding together. So let's get into that, shall we? We're going to explore practical strategies today for just enhancing your family's well-being and fostering the deeper connections. And this has a really transformative power as you simplify, and it can bring your family closer together. So I want to explore how to embrace a semi-minimalist mindset to create the space for meaningful experiences and stronger bonds together. So at its core, simplifying is about decluttering your life, both physically and mentally. So by reducing distractions and focusing on what truly matters, families can rediscover the joy of shared moments. So we're going to talk about the key benefits of simplifying and how it lays the foundation for deeper connections. Okay, so tip number one is really to clear the physical clutter. This revolves around decluttering your living spaces Encouraging your family to set aside time to go through belongings together, even sentimental items, and go into it with a mindset of, am I using this? Do I absolutely need this? 
And is it okay to just let this go? Take a picture if you need to, feel it for a second, and just know that grandma on the other side is not going to be mad at you for getting rid of her afghan that she took hours sewing. Okay? If you're using the afghan and you love the afghan and it brings you joy daily, maybe you do choose to keep it. But if it's tucked away in a hope chest or in a box somewhere in the closet, this is where I just have to get into the mentality of it's time to let it go. It's not serving its true purpose. Um, I do have something special that my husband's mother did sew, and I haven't brought myself to get rid of it yet. It was kind of like this memory blanket of her parents that she had sewn for them. It's something I used to display on my wall, but as we moved to the new house, it just really doesn't go with any of the decor that I have here. Eventually, I think what I'd like to do is put it up in the upstairs bedroom hanging on the wall when that room gets cleared out at some point and just have it um, hanging again because it's kind of a beautiful piece, but it's orange and it's bright orange and it just really doesn't go with any anything. But I like the sentimental piece around it. So you do have to ask yourself, is this something that's just going to stay in a box? Is this something I'm a, I will use eventually? Or am I using it now? Is it bringing me joy? And that's how we kind of can start to clear out some of this stuff. We want to sort items into categories like keep or donate or discard. So I do have a donate box at all times in my hallway. And I just start to donate clothes that no longer bring me joy or fit me well. And they don't really bring out the best in me. Sometimes I had just bought that thing as well. So it's hard to get over the mentality of I just paid money for this and I'm getting rid of it. But again, this is stuff we have to be willing to let go of and discard so we can prioritize what truly adds value to our lives. And just remember, a clutter-free environment fosters a sense of calm and provides room for meaningful interactions together as a family. So we don't want to clutter up our spaces, but we want to learn how to make them beautiful, simplified, and clean. Really, we want this feeling of clean, not clean cluttered, but just clean and simple. That's tip number one, clearing that physical clutter. Tip number two is really learning how to streamline schedules. In our fast-paced world, overscheduled lives can hinder family bonding. Simplify your family's schedule by prioritizing activities that align with your values and bring you closer together. Embrace the power of saying no to non-essential commitments and create space for quality time spent with loved ones. So this means saying no more often to extra sports or extracurricular things that are going to take up that time that you want to be as a family. So for instance, because my husband gets home late from work, we have decided that 7, 7.30 would be our dinner time. It's kind of late, but that gives people time to do whatever they need to do, but they have to be at the dinner table at 7 or 7.30. That is the rule so that we can sit together and have a nice meal together. And those are things you're going to need to learn how to bring up at a family council to prioritize if this is something you want to do is create these stronger bonds together. You have to learn how to streamline your schedule to make those things happen. And in our busy world, it can be hard. So this is what you've got to just look at and decide what the priority is here. So 
That was tip number two, streamlining your schedules. Tip number three is mindful consumption. The next tip, this involves adopting a mindful approach to consumption. Encourage open discussions about wants versus needs with your family. By making these conscious choices and avoiding excessive materialism, you can redirect your focus towards shared experiences and create lasting memories. How many of us are just big time consumers? We love Amazon, Amazon Prime, two-day delivery. We think of things all the time that would be convenient for our life and we just go right on there, click a button, and it gets to our house. And if not that, then there's other kind of auction websites and just fun stuff that's cheap and it's cheap. It's a good price. It's super good. So it's kind of like a dopamine hit for our brain every time we go on there. I get sucked in, you guys. So I just want to let you know that this stuff is real for people. Um, The addiction of consuming things. Some people, you know, some people's husbands would probably say, yeah, my wife has an Amazon package coming every single day. Well, I would take a look at that and ask yourself, is it necessary? Is it necessary to have so many outfits in your closet that still have tags on them that you really haven't worn? Is that excessive? Well, I mean, even if you can afford it and that feels good to you, do you want to do that? Do you want to be an over-consumer? And I just feel like everything that's been created, whether it's a pair of exercise pants or a t-shirt or a tank top or whatever, Like it wants to serve its purpose in the world. It wants to be used. It wants to be worn. This is why if you go into my closet at any given time, you'll go, this is all the clothes you have. I don't have that many clothes. I have maybe five shirts hanging up, maybe like four dresses or so. That's it. I don't have a lot of things in my closet. I do have some dresser drawers that have like some t-shirts in it and things like that. But I try to really use every single item of clothing that I have. And if I'm not using it, it's because in my brain, I'm like, well, that shirt needs another shirt under it. Like it doesn't cover what I want it to cover. So in that case, I need to go through my closet and just evaluate, do I really want to keep this then if it's not going to be convenient for me to wear? If right now, like the quickest, easiest thing for me to throw on is something that's cute but um, I don't have to layer it up a bunch, but fits me good. That's what I'm looking for. Like a summer dress of some sorts that I can, like a t-shirt dress type of thing almost, you know, something comfortable with pockets that's cute, classy, looks professional, but also um, I can put some jewelry with it. It's cute, but I don't need to wear a bunch of layers under it. You know what I mean? So those are the things that I need to go through my closet again, even with the five, six things I have and go, you know what? I'm not really wearing this because it, re- it requires me to wear a tank top underneath and I don't want to and I'm already layered up. You got your bra on, you know, all these things. So that's why that's why we have to look at things differently and just not over consume and just start letting go of stuff so that other people can enjoy them and use them if you're not using them. So the mindful consumption, how often do I need to be going to these websites and buying things just because they're a great deal? Just because it's a great deal doesn't mean I have to have it. I can choose to actually detox my life from that and see how it feels not to spend money, even if I have the money to spend. What else would I do with my time? Really, it's, it's you 
using your brain in a different way. And that's going to feel uncomfortable because your brain is going to want to keep going back to the shopping, to the consuming, to the spending. And how do we rein that in and tell our brain to do something else? Like read a good book, clean up your house, declutter your space, really find joy in, in baking a loaf of bread and taking it to a neighbor. Like how could we use our time better? instead of scrolling social media, over-consuming social media, over-consuming and purchasing from things that we don't actually need all the time, right? So think about that. That's my tip number three, mindful consumption. Tip number four is embracing digital detox. Consider implementing a regular digital detox period for the entire family. You want to disconnect from screens and engage in screen-free activities that encourage face-to-face interactions. So whether it's playing board games, going for a walk together, having a heart-to-heart conversation, these moments help deepen your family bonds. So digital detox. So many families have embraced this lifestyle. The Johnson family said this about embracing this kind of a lifestyle. They say, we realized that our busy lives were keeping us from truly connecting as a family. By simplifying our home and schedules, we've created more space for quality time. We now enjoy peaceful family meals, engaging conversations, and shared hobbies that have brought us closer together. And another family, the Smiths, talked about rediscovering togetherness. They say, simplifying allowed us to let go of material possessions that were weighing us down. As a result, we've focused on experiences like hiking, cooking together, and exploring new places. Our family bonds have strengthened, and we found joy in the simple moments. About a month, month and a half ago, I ended up joining the Minimal Mom membership group. It's about $11 a month, but she sends out emails and they had this whole summer Olympics event of decluttering your house. So I kind of want to walk you through what we did because it was really fun for me to go through and clean up my life. Week one was the opening ceremony and it was just a 100 item relay. So we just had to go through our home and collect a hundred items each and report in to our group leader. Week two was synchronized decluttering. So for week two, let's see if I can find exactly what we did. It was kind of a, a fun one here. Week two, how it works. As a team, spend 20 minutes in each of these three areas. Kitchen, dining room, living room. Each member will work to tidy or declutter this area. Keep track of how many team members complete the relay. Tally how many items are decluttered. And you got like 100 points for each member who completed the relay, 5,000 points for the team with the most members who completed the relay, 3,000 points for second place, 1,000 points for third place. And she had like, um, she had us in teams of mountain, you know, central, Pacific, East Coast, that kind of, that kind of thing. And then um, other people around the world were grouped together as well. So we all had to do that one together. That was week two. Week three was a live group session. So breaking things must go. So anything that was kind of broken or chipped, you had to go through your house and just get rid of it. 
week four was a 1,000 item marathon. So the team, as a team, you were, I think it was you were trying to get rid of a thousand things. Let me read here. As a team, work to declutter 1,000 items. You can work throughout the entire week, track the number of items decluttered, and add to your team total. Feel free to involve other members of your household. Okay, so yeah, that's what we did for week four. Week five was um, paper piling high jump. So it's the paper piling high jump, and we had to get rid of so many inches of paper clutter around the house. So we were, I was decluttering a bunch of papers from my office and going through files and just getting rid of stuff, looking at old tax returns I had kept and keeping just the past seven years, getting rid of the rest, that kind of stuff. Week six was clothing and linens deep dive. So let me go through that one. That was, that was interesting because we had to go through and, um, fill up bags of clothing and linens, keeping track of the number of bags that we filled, tallying our points, submitting it to the leader. So, you know, if you did a small plastic bag, that was 20 points. A bigger paper bag was 40 points. A medium plastic bag was 80 and a large plastic bag was 120. So that was kind of fun. And then the winners were announced on the closing ceremony. But this, this stuff just kept coming. We, we read a book together called Simplicity Parenting and just simplifying our lives as parents and our children's lives. And that, that went along really well with the decluttering challenge. She just barely had us do a challenge where we were working on our digital clutter as far as our inbox and emails. So for the year we were born, 1981, I had to declutter 1,981 emails out of my inbox or whatever was going on. So she really took us through and taught us how to delete delete, delete a lot of things from our inbox and to unsubscribe from so many subscriptions that we're subscribed to these days. Not only that, but she taught us how to um, declutter our pictures in our phone. Do you have like thousands of pictures in your phone? Well, I have an iPhone and I have the Get Sorted app. It's called Get Sorted. It's a nice app and it has helped me to just set a goal of getting rid of 50, 50 pictures every single day out of my phone. And it helps me to do that. It reminds me to do that. So there you have it, you guys. It's really fun to learn about these things and to just get into it. As you embark on your journey toward a simplified family life, remember that the goal isn't perfection. It's about creating an environment that encourages meaningful connections and cherished memories. So by clearing the clutter, streamlining your schedules, embracing mindful consumption, and disconnecting from screens, you'll pave the way for stronger family bonds. And that'll do it for this episode. Thank you for joining us. Episode 187 um, of the Healthy Families World podcast. And this is Health Coach Heather reminding you that simplifying isn't just about less. It's about making room for more love, more laughter, and togetherness in your family's story. Have a beautiful rest of your weekend. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, did you enjoy this podcast episode? Did you know that I'm a life coach for couples and families who want to experience more connection with each other and have more love and harmony in the home? 
I encourage you to go over to my website, healthcoachheather.com and reach out to me. Send me a private message, send me an email and apply for one of my coaching programs. We'll jump on a quick call and we'll talk about how one of my programs could be a great fit for you and your family. 